welcome to the pre-post film review. I'm Matt Stevenson. And I'm John Asquith. Uh, so the way the podcast works is we talk about a movie over two little time periods. The first one is uh, we'll talk about the trailer for a film. Um, we'll sort of discuss our expectations, maybe even a few little... Um, uh, fuck, what's the Predictions. Word? Predictions, that's it. Thank you. Um <laughs> And just our general uh, thoughts uh, about what the movie could be like. Um, then we come back uh, after we've seen the film itself and we review the movie. This episode, we're going to be talking about the new Quentin Tarantino film, The Hateful Eight. Um, so uh, when we get to the review section, that's going to be full of spoilers uh, immediately. So don't listen to that section um, until you've seen the movie. Uh, and especially for this film, I would recommend staying spoiler free. Um, but before we get to the review, let's listen to our trailer thoughts. Got room for one more? They call him the hangman. When the handbill says dead or alive, the rest of us just shoot you in the back and up on top of perch somewhere and bring you in dead over a saddle. But when John Roof the hangman catches you, you hang. Get in, boys! This here is Daisy Domergoo. She's wanted dead or alive for murder. When that sun comes out, I'm taking this woman to hang. Is there anybody here committed to stopping me from doing that? Well, well, well. Looks like Minnie's haberdashery is about to get cozy for the next few days. Yes, it does. Well, we've just watched the teaser trailer for the eighth film. By Quentin Tarantino, as it's prominently right. announced on screen. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Hateful Eight, which is coming out early next year, um, was just a teaser, so uh, hasn't revealed too much, hopefully. But what are your impressions mm. um, of this new Western? Yeah, I think um, I'm positive and excited uh, to see this because of Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if this is a great trailer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I mean, it sets up the premise. The premise is interesting, um, but it doesn't particularly show me much or even have, I, I mean, it's hard to market Tarantino's films, I think, because a, a lot of it, them are a, like when you're you're sitting there watching it and you're in this like heavy dialogue-driven thing that's punctuated usually by bursts of, graphic violence of some kind um and so to like quickly cut that up and put it in a a trailer is sort of hard i almost would have preferred if this was almost like a mini scene from the movie Mm. or something um i just didn't quite feel i don't know i didn't feel much watching this um and so i don't i'm i'm really excited for it but I, i can't say i'm uh 
super hyped based solely on the trailer. Um, I think everyone kind of looks like they're wearing costumes and um, maybe just because I watched it digitally on my computer, I didn't get a sense for that that really that nice way of, of... Yeah, which he's so good at. I mean, he uses film and his, just his framing and cinematography is always so nice. Um, again, because it was quickly cut, I didn't quite feel that. Um, and I should point out that we, we've just watched the trailer and I... This is the first... I literally just watched it. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it before. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm sure it's going to be very good. The setup is cool for all these kind of, I guess, assassins or uh, bounty hunters mm. or just rough people that are all in this one tavern. And I guess they're... Over the course of the film, maybe they're going to fight each other to get the bounty that's on this woman or something. Um I'm hoping for those moments where there's a big, long piece of dialogue that's really tense and you're just waiting for someone to shoot their gun. I'm sure that kind of shit will be in there. Um, I'm sure it will be gorgeous to look at, but just the trailer doesn't do much for me, but Tarantino does. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling at the moment. What yeah. about you, Matt? Um, yeah, interesting. I This isn't the first time I've seen the trailer. I saw it a little while ago um, in front of Spectre on a big screen, which might have helped a little bit. Um, mm. I, w- I remember when I first saw it, I was mildly underwhelmed, um, just because it wasn't quite what I expected. Like, his films yes. have become so sprawling, uh, in a good way, I think. Like, the Kill Bill was, the two Kill Bill films were such a huge, you know, they covered different countries and this whole long revenge story, and even Inglorious Bastards, and um, mm. Django felt like it, I don't know, they, were, they just felt bigger, whereas this seems like yeah. such a small confined mm. film but having thought about it for a while like that that makes me really excited actually now like I'm it, it feels to me like he's going back this is almost like a western Reservoir Dogs and yeah yeah totally that, I love the sound of that when I think of it like it's almost like a play yeah. like it's just these eight people yes. stuck in a house yeah. and it's like watching them slowly stew and like mm. everything boil up and it's like a pressure cooker mm. right like because there's, mm. yeah, like you said, this one woman that's worth all this money, the bounty on her head, and seven bounty hunters that will want that mm. money. Mm. But I also I also think there's more twisty, turny shit going on in there. Bit like, yeah. um, what's it, Reservoir Dogs, how, you know, you got one an undercover cop thrown into the mix. Like, I feel like there's mm. some sort of connection or something in there that that'll come to the surface and change the dynamic with all the characters at some point in the mm. film. And I think you, what you said about wanting um, long extended dialogue scenes, like I think that is all this film is going to be. Like I think there's- Yeah, the I'll be happy with that. Outside shot at the start where they sort of all rock up with the horse and cart. And I think it probably at some point they get out at the end, but I think it'll mm. be two hours basically of sitting <laughs> with these people inside yeah. during a snowstorm while they talk and point guns at each other and it'll just be tense yeah. as fuck. And I, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I would love that. That that makes me excited when I think of it that way, which, mm. yeah. I, upon first viewing, I was a little surprised that it seemed so small scale, but mm. I don't know. I kind, I kind of, I like that. And it's it kind of like, um, yeah, we were talking about uh, in the reverent trailer discussion about placing limitations on yourself and how that often helps with creativity. I think this is a similar way of doing that in terms of setting, like just 
it forces mm. you to be so focused on character and dialogue and have great character interactions, which is Tarantino's strong point anyway. And this is exactly. letting him completely run wild with that. So mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm the more I think about this film, the more excited I get. Even though I I do agree to an extent that it's probably not the best trailer. Um, yeah, I think it is also a little bit too obsessed with making Tarantino cool or making his films cool like just yeah except that it's a western that's great like you don't have to make it yeah. all like badass and like exactly the way yeah, they I've... edit the, the title cards in and things yeah like yeah the, that's been a thing for him for a little while now and i feel like he's moved beyond that but they still market him that way you know yeah. it's like he makes yeah cool badass kind of movies mm. and like they're like tongue in cheek, and that's why you have like a blood splatter over the title card and stuff. And the mo- I mean, the movies are very meta in some ways, and there there is still that element. But that's that's like early Tarantino, and I feel like he's matured so much, and the advertising hasn't sort yeah. of. Um, it's just yeah, it's really interesting that you bring that up. I, I really agree. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it, the marketing team are, are obsessed with that angle. Um, mm. So I, I guess I kind of hope the. F- the film is more than that. So I was particularly in Glorious Bastards. I was so pleasantly surprised with how like subversive yeah. and metatextual that is, and all the things it had to mm. say about film and the way film represents history and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It was so much more to chew on than I expected in a Tarantino film. Um, yeah. So I love that he was sort of going down these more interesting paths, and mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a bit. I suspect that this won't be as as thinky as thinky is that even a word <laughs> you know uh, wouldn't have it's not as thematically rich I guess is what I'm trying to say as yeah those but I think it'll just be a really good thrilling mm. dialogue heavy mm-hmm. Tarantino film yeah but yeah like I'm always excited to see a Tarantino film it's yeah, yeah. totally yeah yeah it's always a big deal and you know as we talk about a bit on the podcast he's a big film lover um meaning the actual celluloid itself um and so it's cool because uh he's releasing this in 70 millimeter at select theaters the ones that that still have film projectors i I guess um and so that's an exciting thing too because it will it'll really have that uh feel to it you know yeah i'm definitely gonna try and seek it out at 70 mil Mm. yeah same One of them fellas is not what he says he is. Move a little strange, you're gonna get a bullet. Not a warning, not a question. A bullet. Now we're talking. film it's pretty good we just saw a 70 mil print of it didn't we john yeah Um, we did we've we've both gone and uh checked out the special um roadshow 70 millimeter release of quentin tarantino's new film the hateful eight Mm. um we kind of had mixed feelings based on the trailer, I think. I was maybe a little yeah. bit more positive than you, but we were a little apprehensive, but excited. Mm. Um, mm. 
now that you've come out of the epic three-hour screening with your intermission and your overture and your mm. program, um, mm. what do you think? Did it did it exceed your middle league expectations, or was it a lesser Tarantino down the bottom of the pile? Um, yeah, I think the, the trailer for this one uh, was kind of strange. I don't know why; it just never clicked with me. Um, Watching the trailer, the costumes felt really costumey, and um, I I didn't get a real sense of that the filminess to it, which of course mm. Tarantino is a big uh, champion of shooting on actual film, and in this case seventy millimeter. Um, so that you know, it, I, I was really excited, but um, not I don't know, I wasn't hyped out of my mind. Mm. Um, and as you said, we went to the went to a screening of the seventy millimeter. Uh, cut of the film, which is slightly longer than the the average theatrical one, mm-hmm. um, and it does have an overture and an intermission halfway through, um, and you get a little program to read beforehand. Uh, and I fucking loved that <laughs> so much. I loved the experience of seeing this movie, and I'm. It's rare. Obviously, most people that are going to listen to this podcast probably can't see it that way. I, at least in Australia, it's a very limited run in 70 millimeter. Um, I, I just wish more movies were presented like this mm. because it was it brought the specialness and the event of going to the movies uh, like back to how it used to be, I imagine, um, when going to the cinema was like a big deal and it was a night out sort of thing. Um I, I just I I loved that so much, and I think Tarantino deserved shitloads of praise just for that, for having the balls and kind of forcing cinemas uh, to do that. Yeah, I totally um, agree. Like that's it was such a special experience. Um, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Like it, it just made it such an event out of it, and there was such a buzz in the air just getting there, and like you said, getting the program, and even just yeah. like the overture at the start, like having that old school kind of just the title card up there with the score swelling and everyone kind of yeah. getting comfortable and I loved it, that yeah, so much. It's, it's amazing. But so did the film live up to your love <laughs> yeah, of the so experience? There's the two different well, things, John. Yeah. Um, I can safely say, yeah, it did. This film fucking blew my mind. I loved the shit out of this movie. <laughs> um, I, yeah, was just jizzing in my seat the whole time. I thought this was, <laughs> fucking brilliant brilliant filmmaking and just it's like uh spielberg or scorsese or when you're in the hands of a master and you're just sitting there uh you know and you're watching someone who's just on the top of their fucking craft delivering a really tight and i think it is a tight story even though it's long i was never ever bored the whole time um i could have i could have sat there even longer to be honest Mm. um I, I loved it. I loved the script. I loved the way it was filmed. The, the total, uh, you know, the, the the contrast of having this super wide uh, film stock, but shooting inside mo- for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. So you, it's not used for these big panning wilderness shots, except for sort of at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that allowed you to get really close up to faces of characters and to have a close-up maybe on the left-hand side and then in the, the right-hand side in the background, there's mm. some other shit happening. Um, some other shit going on in the fucking background. <laughs> um, I, I just... It was like 
you know, and uh, Tarantino's love for film is just infectious if you're mm. a film buff, you know, and it just filled me with joy seeing this movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really loved it. Um, and I'm sure some of that is to do with the way I saw it, as we said before, yeah. and I just sitting there and having the flickering of a film projector and occasionally mm. seeing those little uh, imperfections that pop up, yep. like little hairs or scratches on the film or whatever, um, and the real changes. And, uh, yeah, just massive, massive thumbs up from me. I, I, I Yeah, I wish people could see it the way that, that mm. we've seen it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Matt? I, I'm, I'm so glad you... Uh, just jizzing in your pants over it because mm. I, I want you to make me love it <laughs> because I, I don't not love it, but I'm, mm. I'm, this is, I'm a little bit conflicted because I, I love so much about it. I love what it represents and I love so much of what happens in the film, but it, it also mm. did make me feel uncomfortable sometimes. I don't know. There was just something mm. about it. It's like the, that just... I don't know, I, and I, I've been so, sort of going through in my mind like what it what it was because I don't necessarily think that it's uh, it, there's anything inherently like he's trying to say anything inherently bad, but there, there it certainly wasn't mm. like a pleasant experience. Sometimes, like I just felt like some of the, it was the first Tarantino film. Oh, I get, that's not true. There's a, quite a few of his films that have moments that feel make me feel a little bit uncomfortable, but. I feel yeah. like the, the the second half of this film, as much as like I love the fact that it just goes from like this like subtle like <laughs> simmering point to just like utter like up to eleven extreme violence, extreme violence. Mm. like yeah, I don't know, I I I don't want to get on any sort of high horse because I love that kind of stuff, but yeah, I don't know, there was something about it that 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 I'm not, I haven't sort of come to terms with yet. And that's not to say that I won't. Like, I, I love that you are so on board, so I'm hoping that I will be on as on, as <laughs> on board as you by the end of this podcast because I want to be because I love everything else yeah. about the film. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, just in general, I, I really, really like this film. Um, mm. And, yeah, like you said, it probably a lot of it has to do with the way we saw it and it was, like, a big event. And just... But just being like a, a film nerd like me, mm. you can tell, mm. like you said, Tarantino loves the medium so much. Like, I was in film nerd heaven for most of it. Like, just, yeah, yeah, like you said, the way he shoots it, just the, the, I feel so lucky to be, to have him making films yeah. for us. I agree. I because agree. Because just the way he, he understands the conventions of cinema and just throws them out the fucking window when he feels like mm. it. Like, yeah. I loved coming back from that intermission and just having the voiceover and then suddenly like- yes. The other yeah. shots of them poisoning the coffee and all, like, it was just, yeah. oh man, I, I love that so, 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 so much. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that part of me was in heaven the whole time, mm. but, uh, yeah, I'm still coming to terms with some of the, some of the more like full on aspects of it. I think, I mean, he's feel, yeah, I don't know why it was this film, maybe because it's so pressure cookery and in one room, um, mm. and the violence is so full on, uh, yeah. Like, and I think it probably also has to do with, like, the group of people that I saw it with um, weren't that high on the film when we came out. That um, does make a difference. Yeah. yeah. And there was one in particular that was very put off by certain aspects of the film. 
and mm. didn't like didn't like the way that the Daisy Duke character was treated throughout the entire film. Um, mm. And I've read some things about that. Like, and that did make me mildly uncomfortable during the film. Mm. But like the flip side of that, I'm going on a bit of a weird tangent rant here, but like flip side of that is I think a lot of it's intentional. Like, you know, yes. I mean, he's not, the point isn't to laugh at her getting punched in the face. Like, the like no. I totally respect Tarantino's... Like he's he's come he's, out and publicly said like you know he he didn't want to treat her any differently to any of the other exactly, male characters exactly you know like the, it would be a yeah. disservice to treat that character yeah. in any other way just because yep. he happened to cast a woman but like yeah. the flip side of that is too like you you inherently can't hide from the fact that your one woman character like you ch- that's the character you chose to be a woman you know what i mean there's something inherently uncomfortable about the way that's being portrayed whether it's intentional mm. or not or whether it's like mm. it's valid or not uh, it did make me like a squirm in my seat a couple of times like mm. especially when there was like a, another thing to do with the 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 screening we saw that was a little bit less positive was um we had some some teenager guy that was sitting like next to us in our row and he yeah. would just lose his shit anytime something happened to her or anytime like blood were like pissing yeah, himself weird. laughing and going like oh that's weird. <laughs> like obviously yeah. like and it was just like it was weird we, we were kind of like yeah. glancing over at him and it was like icky yeah you know? <laughs> yeah 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 i agree I, I i can totally see uh the the thing is that the humour, the, the incredibly dark humour in the film, um, and I don't mean that in a racist way, <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of that too. But, um, you know, there, there is this dark humour, not when she's getting hit or anything, but just like in general, there, there is a slight humour to some of the violence in the movie, some mm. of the cursing, I guess, mm. and um, just that the general like hatefulness and anger that Mm. all these characters have um and i think that can make it hard to know sometimes what is played for laughs and what isn't and when people can't tell the difference and they're like that guy next to you and he's (laughs) laughing at that stuff which i I was never really meant to be that funny i don't think so no yeah yeah i don't think so either um that is a little bit worrying and i think and this is very telling of of course being in an australian audience a lot of people laughed in my screening with some of the racist stuff when (laughs) really when the characters are using the n-word but they're using it like in a in a happy way almost or like they're just throwing the word around yeah Yeah. they're just throwing it around and like well ain't you a clever n-word like i can't even say it you know know. (laughs) and they're like there were people next to me that were like like and and I, I couldn't tell whether they thought it mm. was a joke or, you know, it, the, there is a little bit of a problem there, I agree, of, like, how much is how, – am I – how sensitive am I? Am I yeah. too sensitive? How much is the time period? Yeah. How much is him pu- purposely pushing boundaries, which well, he is, see, and that's I like. The thing. He's but, a bit of a provocateur you know, too, right? Like, he like yeah. loves to just push it a bit far. Like, whether yeah, it's for laughs yeah. or for shock value, he is, like, deliberately... That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I still, I don't know. I really want to see it again and decide mm. how I feel about that. Yeah. I, I certainly don't think there's a huge problem there, but no, I, I, I think that. that maybe, uh, and this, I don't know, this will sound arrogant, but if you're just like a casual movie goer and you're not really into thinking about movies, mm. you, you're just going to kind of blanketly laugh at everything that's in this weird tone. And maybe that's not good all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Like, the flip side of that is I, I kind of love that in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no hand-holding. It's just like, yeah. here it is. I trust yep. you to know yeah. that what's funny and what's not funny and what yeah. what's satirical and what's not. And actually, I mean, the end is really full on, like, when she's being, like, strung up and just, Fucking, like, yeah. brutally hung. And, like, the they two show guys the whole are just, thing. like, Laughing, it. basically. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. It's crazy. Um, and- you know, I actually really liked, whether you think it's, like, misogynistic or not, I really liked one of the, like, readings of the film where it's, like... Well, just to take it back a step, too, I totally get that, you know, the film is called The Fucking Hateful Eight. It is about eight yes. hateful people that you're meant to yes. hate. Like, it's That's about true. hatred, right? Like, yeah. they're not yeah, nice absolutely. fucking people. Um, and it, it, that it's true to that throughout the whole mm. film. Mm. Um, so, that that... I respect that, and that sort of, yeah. you know, makes me worry less about some of the shit that goes down. Yes. So I feel like we're d- the title of the it's film all... itself is telling us we're not meant to like exactly. be on board it's with this shit. It's all very, yeah, thematically intertwined. Yeah, but I mean, there, there was a reading that I uh, I read somewhere, um, or I think some people are talking about it, that, about how you could see the film as kind of like demonstrating that the only the only thing that like overcomes hatred and racism is like yeah. misogyny like hatred towards <laughs> women but like and that i don't think that's a hit on the film like i th- i kind of no, like that reading of yeah, it you yeah, know what yeah. i mean like they're just such yeah. fucked people like that that's the yeah. one thing that brings them together um All races yeah. yeah like and i mean i didn't go that far when i first saw it but you know the end of that film mm. after they've just fucking hung daisy up and it's the two, Samuel L and the other dude who I'm blanking on the names. Um, yes. And the, the, he reads the, the fake letter from, like, Lincoln. Yeah. The Lincoln mm. letter or whatever it is. And it just seemed, like, so pointed in about, like, how... Like, making a clear point about how, like, America's history and past is, like, built on this fucking... These, like, political lies and racism and yeah. misogyny and violence. Yeah. And, like, like that's... Yeah, yeah. This seedy underbelly that no one talks mm-hmm. about because they all have these like fake glossy ideas of Mythical. what the West is like and how like no border right. was when they were actual yeah. fucking assholes and yeah, yeah, yeah. just horrible people. That is totally you know? a part of it. Yeah. yeah and I, I love that. Like I, mm. I, after the post film when people were complaining about some of the stuff that went on, like that was my argument. Like I felt like it was yeah. trying to make more of a point about that. But having yeah. said that, that doesn't, like, that doesn't take away to, from the fact that I did still feel a little bit uncomfortable watching certain parts of it. It's all, yeah. 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 I, yeah, and I, I can totally understand that. And I... But I like that, you know, mm. as you said. Um, I heard in an interview that Tarantino was saying, you know, I, I wanted to take all the side characters from Westerns and pu- put them in a room together. Mm. So there is no moral center. Like there's no one that you can latch on to and go, well, I know he's the good guy and so I'm going to follow him. There are people that are better than others. And overall, 
Samuel L. Jackson's character, I, I suppose you attach to the most, but even he is an asshole at times. Well, and, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, overly sorry. vicious. Um, yeah. Uh, the the Lincoln letter, like that's not a big thing, but I did kind of feel sorry for Kurt Russell's character when he found out yeah, it, was it was a lie. A lie. You know, yeah, totally. Um, and they're all just like, "Oh, you're a dumbass for believing in that." And um, there is, you know, I like that, and I think you are meant to feel uncomfortable because, as you say, these are hateful people, and it's the hateful eight, you know, and mm. there's I no think... one really to like necessarily. Um, the other th- scene that was mildly problematic, I thought, was the the extended like the blowjob. <laughs> yeah, b- like quote-unquote flashback because i guess that's the thing right like is that real or is that's that what i mean a fabrication yeah. i assume it's a fabrication like he's just pushing those the buttons of the old confederate yeah. dude to get him to pull the gun so he can kill him right like yeah and i don't know it's kind of like tarantino fucking with us by showing it to, showing you know because that's if he didn't what show screws it, with your head yeah if you didn't show it you would instantly assume it's bullshit but by yeah. showing it it's kind of like what that dude is experiencing like he is visualizing it and he is believing it and that's like yeah. the cinematic way of making it quote-unquote real is by making yeah. it, you see it happen um yeah but i think like i guess that's the similarly with the violence right and even just his use of the n-word and stuff mm. like even though i don't think he has any sort of bad intent the fact he's no. like provocateurism, like I can mm. never quite tell how much like he is secretly like loving it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like it's never mm. presented in like a, it's always presented in a way almost to laugh at or not even laugh at, but it's, yeah. it's heightened and it's like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's never taken seriously, I, I guess mean. is the kind of what I'm trying yeah. to say, which is, I think yeah, where I- it kind of doesn't. I don't know how to feel about uh, it. Yeah, it's a weird... It's a weird... Because he's making, like, such pointed, important, amazing points with his films, but... Yeah. At the same time, doing it in this strange way that feels almost like a joke, like, look how far I can go by fucking double... Ha- like, blowing that guy's head apart with two pistols or whatever. Yeah, but, like, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where... That's where his... His love for the schlocky cinema, yeah. you know, comes in and... Uh, yeah, that and that sometimes mixing all those elements together, it can be just can feel strange. Mm. It obviously worked more for a little bit more for me this time around than than for you. But um, yeah, I loved that scene. I thought. But that I mean, was, the flip side know, of that too incredible. is that, like what I said before, it's so unique. Like we don't get anyone that has a voice like this, and I love that. Like exactly, I love that it's so. There's nothing yeah, else like this out. Yeah, totally. This year or within. Yeah anytime Tarantino makes a film, you know? Yeah. And amongst all these other safe, you, you know, this is a weird thought that I had during it. It made me like The Force Awakens a l- little bit less. <laughs> really? Because Why? I was watching something so uh, unique mm. and so like, uh, this is a, an overused word, but visionary in the sense that one man's vision and he carried it out from fucking start to finish exactly how he yeah, wanted. Yeah, that's very true. And then I was thinking like, oh, I really like The Force Awakens, but but now that the sameness of that bothers me more because I, and then I started thinking like, imagine if they gave Tarantino like one of the spin-off films and <laughs> yeah, he could just nuts, do yeah. whatever he wanted. Like, I, I just love, you know, when you see something inspiring, uh, 
like I finally saw Mad Max recently and you see something so original and one mm. person's just like crazy vision and it's like everything should be like this. Why? There's no excuse for things not to be like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, I totally so agree. So I'm, I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I don't want to come off like I, I dislike the film at all. Like I am totally you on the positive. It. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Um, <laughs> totally on the positive. But I think it, and I, I, I even like it that, it made me uncomfortable and made me want to wrestle with this stuff. Like that's yeah. so much more interesting to me than just going to exactly. see a film and going, that was fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I've, yeah. I've been thinking about this and reading stuff about it and listening to mm. podcasts about it because I want mm. to pick it apart and, and find out how I feel myself about the film. Like that, that's an, I love being in that state. Like I, mm. I want to talk about this film with people and see how they interpret it and how they felt about it. Like, yeah. That's a really good thing. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, the uh, score was really cool too. Oh, yeah, we um, can't not talk about the score. Yeah. So this is the first time, I believe, that uh, he got uh, cla- the all-time classic uh, sort of Western composer, Ennio Morricone, who's a really old man now. Um, How old is he, to- uh, I want to say like mid eight, mid to late eighties. Um, I don't know that for sure, but he's definitely in his eighties. Uh, and he did, of course, the scores for the good, the bad, and the ugly, all the old Sergio Leone yeah. classic spaghetti westerns, among many other big Hollywood films as well. Um, and the score f- fucking rocked. So I loved good. it. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Um, it felt. Because it was written by the same guy, you know, it felt like of that that spaghetti western era of filmmaking, mm. um, which Tarantino loved so much. Um, yeah, and it was so in your face at times as well. Like uh, the screening I went to, anyway, it's like they had everything cranked up really yeah, loud, it was which the I same loved. Yeah, um, and, and like that opening shot where it sort of like slowly pulls out of the crucifix in the yeah. snow, and there's just like mm. that eerie music just swelling yeah. behind yeah, it, 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 so it's good. almost out of place but yeah it's almost like a horror yeah i think it's of horror I, to I, it i actually think it, it is um some a score piece of the score from the exorcist i think i read somewhere it could be um, yeah i could be wrong about that but i'm sure there is at least somewhere in the film some he's cherry picked some music from there yes um, yeah but yeah it's just again like knowing that you're in his hands you, mm. you know, it, it, it's jarring in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, you can yeah. tell there's an intent behind it and it's unique and it, it just feels different and it feels awesome. I Yeah, mm. I really love that. Mm. Um, was there anything you didn't like? Seeing, I feel like I'm the one that's being really negative in this podcast. Uh, well, I, I, I don't agree want to be with a lot all of... over. Like, I, I'm, no. I, yeah, I'm just curious to see, seeing as you loved it perhaps a little yeah. bit more to me if there was something, anything that didn't work for you. Well, I can see um, where you're coming from on a lot of your points. Um, one thing maybe that didn't work for me, just some, some this annoyed me a little bit, the scene where we, we finally flash back to see um, Minnie's haberdashery um, and uh, the coach comes up and there's the New Zealand girl and... Yep. 
they go in there. It just felt like uh, too cutesy. Like everyone was really <laughs> oh, nice. The actual place too itself. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, sure, sugar, sit down here. I'm going to treat you really well. And, and the New Zealand girl was like way too chipper and like, you better get that coffee started. I love it so much. <laughs> um, and I, I just didn't... That was obviously intentional though, right? To make the well, brutality of be. that violence like such yeah, a contrast. Because they were like the yeah, nicest but... people in the world. Yeah. I know, yeah. But they were, they were like for that time period, they were just too nice. Yeah. You know, if you're... If you're living out in the wild, even if you're nice, you're still a bit, a bit rugged. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit rough, exactly. It's like, yeah, I don't know, just the tone of that. I, I don't think you needed to amp up that cutesiness right. Fair so enough. much. It felt... I know the movie's very stylized and hyper-real, but it, it's felt a bit too much for me. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, and actually, of all... of and. I mean, I suppose it worked of all the scenes that made me uncomfortable. The violence in that yeah. sequence made me the most because they were, you know, quote unquote, innocent people. Yeah. They weren't, you yeah, know, everyone, everyone else, else like a killer. Everyone else deserves it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. harsh, but, you know, you kind of don't care when they get their head blown off because you're like, you were a yeah. fuckwit anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that scene was like pretty brutal. Um, Actually, I don't mean to continue the, the negative train of thought, but... Um, mm. I did think that Channing Tatum was a little miscast. Yeah, I agree with that. He didn't fit. Yeah, he doesn't fit with the uh, Tarantino crowd. Like, he's usually great at casting. Like, someone that worked really well was uh, DiCaprio in Django Unchained or someone like that. Yeah. It just, yeah. I don't know, just, like, slips into that role and work Like, um... Kurt Russell, I mean, he was in Death Proof as well, I suppose, but he's, mm. there's certain people that just he suit was Tarantino films yeah, perfectly. Exactly. And I, I just don't think Channing Tatum does. There's something about him. No. He's, he's too nice or something. Like, he's just like yeah. too much of a nice guy. Or I don't know. There's <laughs> something about him that just, he shouldn't be in this seedy Tarantino world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It seemed like uh, just he, even his delivery of the lines mm. felt a little, um, just a little off. Didn't quite gel with everyone else um yeah yeah what what i did love though was i thought from that moment on he was going to be in the film and then when he comes up to surrender and there's that close-up of his face and he's like smiling at his sister and then his head just gets blown up that was like like all over her as well all over her face oh my god it was just holy fuck yeah yeah i was so shocked and grossed out um yeah amazing yeah. i mean I, I i kind of knew that was there was no way they were gonna let him live at that point but i suppose so the way yeah. that it goes down i totally agree like it's just so full-on and i mean i mm. yeah i love that sort of like i love a good gory horror film you know mm. that mm. i i really want to watch this film again actually and i i think i'd love to see it again in the the 70 mil print but I think it would benefit a yeah. lot from not being sat next to a uh, 15-year-old sociopath um, that, was, <laughs> yes. that was making me squirm. You know, like Peter I could again. Enjoy, enjoy it on its own terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think... I mean, I, I really liked it. I don't know where I'd rate it in terms of Tarantino films. I, I want to see it again before I make mm. a call. Um, I really, really liked it. And I think you were convincing me that I could love it. Um, yeah, I, I just think, oh, like your concerns, I understand, but I think that's all positive. 
Yeah, like, I agree. I think the it, fact like that I you're said feeling before, that it might have had something to do with the psycho next to us and just make that that was highlighting <laughs> my my feelings of being uncomfortable and the discussions we had yes. after the film where I, mm. the friends I saw with were were a bit uncomfortable with certain things. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. Now that I'm sort of come to terms with it a bit more, and I'd love to see it again, and I think it might jump up in my uh, my rankings. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I think I'd really like to see it again too, and um, yeah, I'll be keen to hear Matt what you think if you mm. see it a second time, and over over time where it kind of settles amongst Tarantino's yeah. other films. Um, just in terms of like immediate, his last few things i think uh i like it better than django unchained sort of immediately and as more time goes on i like that movie kind of less and less i'd like to i need uh, to see that again actually i can there's very little i can remember from that which maybe yeah is a bad i mean sign. yeah I, I i'm in the same camp i've only seen it once but um yeah, I, I, th- I think this does a better job of... I don't know, I just like that it's it's more literally self-contained almost. Yeah. And um, it's just about these despicable, gross... Yeah. But 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 charming characters. Mm. Um, some of them are charming. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just It all worked for me. And again, you know, being, as you say, the film nerds that we are, yeah. that was a big, big part of it as well. And um, yeah... I, uh, yeah, I yeah. can't wait to I, see I just again. wish there was more films like this. And I, not to bring up yeah. a point randomly right at the end, but like you mentioned at the very beginning, I loved that. I mean, I've read some complaints about him shooting in 70 millimeter and shooting the whole film internally, like indoors. But I, such a I, dumb complaint. Yeah, I love it. I think that's almost like the point of it, right? Is like yeah. cinema can be an experience and should be big and epic and it doesn't have to be fucking Ben yeah. her with 40,000 extras running down a hill. Like, it can be in a snowy exactly. cabin and still yeah. be worthwhile presenting in a two-act, 70-mil, three-hour, you know, yeah. presentation. Like, that's... He's, yeah. He's... Absolutely. ...argument about just the power of the medium of cinema itself, not... doesn't matter what the exactly. fuck you're filming, I mean, yeah. in a literal sense. Like, you can make yeah. something... A- amazing out of anything yeah um, and i love yeah. i love that message i totally agree and I, I i get really annoyed when people criticize uh artists for things like that like but a doesn't connect to b and if you've got a wide camera you should be shooting outside and shooting you know epic battles and <laughs> um you you don't have to do that shit and um yeah i that's you just uh summed it up very beautifully there thanks, Matt. thanks Jonathan. beautiful boy <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to respond to that. It's throwing me up <laughs> blushing. Ah, <laughs> oh, very nice. Thanks for listening to the pre-post film review. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys thought um, about The Hateful Eight. Like, I, this is more than some of the other films. I really want people to write in and tell me whether they liked the film yeah. or disliked the film, why they liked it, why they didn't like it. Mm. I think this film is very rich for, I don't know, interpretations and readings. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm really curious to see how it goes down. Uh, so you can do that by shooting us an email at pre-post 
filmreview at gmail.com. Um, we read all the emails and reply to every one that we get. So it'd be awesome if you send us one. That's right. Um, you can also give us a like on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page there. Uh, the link's in the show notes or just uh, search us on Facey. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at prepostfr. Uh, post little news articles, uh, a little bit of commentary on what's happening in the film world. Bits and pieces, really. Bits, bits and pieces. Um, we're also uh, on iTunes, obviously, and Stitcher and all the other big podcasting services. And we'd love it if you guys would subscribe to us with whatever mm, you use. It'd be great. Um, just helps get more exposure for the show. Think of it as yeah. every time someone subscribes, we unbutton a shirt a little Ooh, more. It just gets sexier every subscription we every, get. Yeah, every time. We're going to be naked soon. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, oh, it'd only yeah. take like four, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's, that's all it needs. All Four it people, if you haven't subscribed, yeah. we'll do that's the next right. podcast naked. Yep, and we'll live stream it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's not promise too much. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly everyone uns- unsubscribes. <laughs> yeah, zero subscribers from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have to put um, on clothes if that happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wearing like, um, c- coats and everything. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that would be great. Uh, yes. We also appreciate reviews on iTunes as well and star ratings and all that stuff. But again, that helps yeah, to sort of get cool. the numbers up for the show, uh, which is very nice. Um, yeah. I think that's all from me. Yeah. Um, you can also uh, follow us on Letterboxd, which is a cool site that lets you keep a diary of the films that you watch. Um, there's links in the show notes to both John and myself's little profiles on Letterboxd, so you can check out what we've been watching outside of the films that we talk about on the show. Um, and join us next episode, uh, when we're going to be talking about The Revenant, the new Leonardo DiCaprio movie that looks like it's going to sweep the Oscars, probably, because it's getting nominated for everything. Um, yeah, this that and Mad Max, right, are the, the big ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited for that. That should be a cool episode, I think. Yeah, can't wait for that. Horses in that one too, horse boy. That's <laughs> 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 uh, so weird. I love it. <laughs>